Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima again. Great to have you with us today. We're glad you could tune in. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at technology in the real estate industry here in Japan and how it's shaping the country's property market. Those among you who are not actually living here most likely have this image of Japan being a high-tech paradise with everything being fully automated, electronic, robotic, and in many ways that's true. Certainly, Japan does have its share of weird and wonderful tech. Um, Robot restaurants, for example, vending machines that prepare hot and fresh meals upon request, fully automated and discreet hotel room where you can actually select your room check-in and check-out without ever meeting a live person, and many other gadgets and technological innovations. On the other hand, and in many aspects, Japan is very old-fashioned. Some technological advancements that are already deeply entrenched in many parts of the world for many years have yet to find their way here, and they may, ever, they may not ever do that. There are many reasons for this contradiction. But in most instances, it's simply a case of tradition trumping progress, simply put, especially for old school type sectors, which most definitely includes real estate, unfortunately, but also the banking industry, official government facilities and many other sectors. Just a few small examples, things like um, web based payment systems which are already the most common way to pay bills and official statements in most other countries, aside from um, automatic credit card charges or bank charges, these are very much the exception to the norm here. The vast majority of the population still take their paper statements in hand and proceed to pay their bills at the local post office, the bank branch, or most commonly at the nearest convenience store, which fulfills this role here as well. Other things um, like electronic signatures on documents, remittance of funds to and from bank accounts, or even something as common as email correspondence, these are simply not standard practice here in many, many industries. In fact, as far as the PC revolution is concerned, Japan also seems to have skipped a phase or two. And many people don't even have an internet connection or a personal computer system at home or even in their office. Um, They've gone directly from paper to mobile technology to the extent that fax machines, which have long been phased out in most countries, are still ridiculously common here. Most realtors, for example, will only agree to receive applications and offers for property purchases via fax. All of that aside, though, there are some things that Japan is exceptionally technologically advanced in, robotics definitely being one of them. And there are some very interesting innovations here in the country's real estate industry, although most of these have more to do with new constructions, developments, and city planning, not necessarily in more traditional investment property sales of the type that most um, yield or return-focused investors are normally involved in. So here are a few examples of those. Firstly, um, construction sites. As we've mentioned here in the past, Japan is suffering from a rapidly aging population, which in itself is hugely boosting its robotics industry's R&D, simply because within a few decades, and unless something changes drastically, there simply will not be enough manual laborers and service personnel to cater to the elderly here, let alone to cater to younger and more able-bodied clientele who would naturally suffer and are already suffering as caring for the elderly does take more and more of a toll on national resources. To address this particular shortage of workers in the construction industry, which is already quite noticeable, 
the National Government's Ministry of Infrastructures launched an automation initiative called iConstruction, under which it has, and still is, financially supporting public works products that use drones, robotics, and other technology. A number of prominent robotics and IT companies have risen to the challenge, and their efforts came up with some impressive results. Drones, for example, are already regularly being used here to provide aerial photography and video information on construction sites and are heavily used for surveying purposes. Much of the heavy lifting around construction sites, which used to require a large number of strong arms and tended to put younger, more educated folk off potentially working in the construction industry, these are done now increasingly by robotic arms. And the workers are doing the guiding and coordinating of these arms instead of physically carrying um, reinforcing rods, for instance, which can easily weigh 200 kilograms each. What this did is it helped attract younger and more educated workers to the industry, which is something that it desperately needs since the vast majority of employees in building sites in Japan are over 30, with 30% of them being over 55 and only 10% of them under 30. By promoting these jobs as more IT-oriented, white-collar type positions, the industry is finally managing to attract younger workers who are happy to utilize their technological skills and brains as opposed to the hard and dangerous physical labor that is normally associated with the sector. Dump trucks, bulldozers, um, vibrating rollers, vehicles that used to require drivers and heavy machinery operators are now semi-autonomous driverless vehicles. And five of these can be automatically guided in predetermined courses around construction sites by a single operator with a tablet device. So again, an attractive proposition for the younger generation of technologically oriented Japanese workers. Another industry which is enjoying the benefits of advanced technological progress here in the real estate sector is residential construction and design of homes which has long been a breeding ground for cutting-edge, environmentally aware thinking. One of the buzzwords in residential design these days is ZE, the Zero Energy House, Z-E-H, or Zero Emissions Home, and that's gaining traction quite fast. Now, it's still far from the standard as far as new residential construction is concerned, but some of Japan's largest names in this field, such as the Daiwa House Group, uh, Sekisui House, and Muji, all of them among the nation's biggest home builders, have already begun rolling out their ZEI initiatives, which are aimed at achieving the goal of building homes that produce as much energy as they consume, hopefully having a completely neutral or at least largely negligible energy footprint. Now, these homes include a lot of the more traditional energy saving and green energy type of technology, such as solar panels, um, advanced insulation techniques and so forth, but they also feature some very interesting new tech. For example, argon gas-filled triple-tech low-emissivity glass, nicknamed e-glass, um, aluminum resin, composite shades, double-skin insulated walls, interesting stuff which you can Google and read about if you're interested. Another innovation that um, recently comes into play are HEMs, Home Energy Management Systems, these are electronic systems that allow the residents to control their air conditioner and other energy consuming devices through an app on a tablet, as well as to monitor, visualize and optimize their energy consumption and energy savings throughout the day and night. 
One more interesting gadget that's also uniquely Japanese, by the way, and it's been developed and only sold in Japan for now, is called the Enefarm, which is short for energy farm. Basically, these are fridge-sized units that are installed somewhere on the premises of a home, and they are hydrogen-based generators. They use natural gas and oxygen from the atmosphere around them to produce electricity. Not only that, but they also utilize the heat that they themselves generate during operation for domestic water heating purposes. Very interesting, very cutting-edge stuff. Now, these zero-emission homes are a major building block in a larger global project that Japan is part of called the Green City Initiative. Tokyo is actually the top performer of the national cities registered in the project and has so far managed to cut its power consumption by 20% since first implementing these guidelines. The program includes, for example, detailed eco-friendly standards for any structures with more than 5,000 square feet of floor space, and these standards must be met before the building permit will even be issued. Tokyo also joined the C40 Cities Forum, in which cities all around the world share their best practices and innovations in the sustainability field. And the city's green building program is actually presented as an ideal case study in this forum. This forum itself and the Green City Initiative in it are all part of a global effort nicknamed the Smart City Movement, which aims to build future cities with new and advanced industrial concepts enabled by the internet and promoting all sorts of steps towards improving efficiency in workplaces and in the energy sector specifically. The concept is built around information and communication technologies, ICT, and includes stuff like widespread Wi-Fi, the Internet of Things, um, IoT, big data analysis, AI, artificial intelligence, and cloud computing. In Japan specifically, these efforts are funded mainly through public spending projects, and the market is growing very fast from 1.12 trillion yen, supposed to more than triple by 2020, where it's projected to reach 3.8 trillion yen. So we're going to see more things like smart energy meters installed in all new properties to help building management authorities recognize the areas in which they can reduce their energy footprints. We're going to see new, more intelligent transportation systems of the type uh, Elon Musk is currently working on, parking and riding shared vehicle pools, on-demand bus services, for example, um, light rail transit services, and two or three-wheeled battery-powered vehicles, which we're already seeing more and more of here. All of this will have to be coupled with social and cultural considerations as well, which is always a bit of a challenge in Japan. But as far as the tech itself is concerned, we certainly seem to be headed in the right direction here. So here's to a better and more globally aware future, folks. That's it from us today. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, please do feel free to comment or join the discussion in our Facebook group, which is aptly named Japan Real Estate in your Facebook search box or any other forum or group online where you might have found this episode. If you're already subscribed to us um, via our podcast page or our YouTube page, do share it with your own networks or anyone who may find it interesting. And as always, if you've got a minute, we'd really love for you to rate us, either on the iTunes store, the Google Play store, or wherever you might have found us. That's it. Hope to have you with us with, with us next time. And until then, from all of us here at NTI, as always, we wish you happy investing. Bye.